Welcome to the show. First batter is a strikeout for Tucker Davidson. Who's this Tucker Davidson? Started a game in the World Series for Atlanta. Did he? Yes, he did on that one. Sure did. That's a strikeout. Where's the strikeout for Tucker Davidson? His first. A one, two. Tucker Davidson starting to get a little feel here at the big end. Swing and a miss. Tucker Davidson strikes him out. We welcome on Angels outfielder Brett Phillips to the Arm Barn podcast. One of the most fun and energetic players in the entire league. Big smile already. It's the off day for you guys on the Los Angeles Angels. How you doing on your off day? That's why I'm smiling so big. 17 in a, in 17 straight for the boys. It's been a grind, but we're here in St. Louis enjoying a little off day, getting to talk with you fellas. Appreciate you having me on here. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah, 17 straight was a long one for the boys, but a lot of East Coast to West Coast trips. But I think we uh, we did well. Got some 15 wins this month. I think the boys are happy about that. And just keep uh, keep going. Glad to have you on. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Tuck. Yeah. How's the uh, what are you doing in the off day in St. Louis right now? Obviously, with new interleague play, the Angels don't often get to go to St. Louis and play. But I know you've been around the league. What's your favorite thing to do on an off day in St. Louis? Yeah, so unfortunately, my wife's not with me right now. So, you know, I like to get out and uh, walk around, still keep the body moving, you know, um, probably go find a place to eat, hang out, relax. I'm very into just on my off. Your off days are sacred and Tuck can can uh, touch on this. But like we said, going 17 in a row, um, that's a lot for any workday, uh, let alone, you know, a profession where you're exhausting physical activity uh, throughout your day. So I just like to keep it mellow, hang out, chill, uh, get the vibes right so we can come back tomorrow and, uh, you know, get it going. Is there anything you do, like, over the course of, like, 17 game, like, stretches? Like, hey, no off days. Like, do you take a couple, like, less hacks in the swing or recover more, just try to sleep more? Is there anything you do? Yeah, you know – for me, it's the same routine each and every single day. Uh, I've learned that over the years that having a solid routine and just staying locked in it through a course of, you know, 162, it's, it's super valuable. And that's just what I've been keeping my mind at. Uh, every day is the same, right? Not trying to get too high, not trying to get too low. And I, I mean, it's uh, for me, it's the only way to go. It's a, it's a long season. It's not like we're playing one game a week where right. where you, you know, it, it would be a little different. But for me, it's just keeping the same routine, recovery routine, same routine at the field and uh, just trying to maximize it, you know. And speaking about routines, um, the rules have changed in Major League Baseball this season. You know, we have bigger bases, we have new pickoff rules, and you already have two steals on the season. Um, and I assume you're adapting to the rules very well, considering your success so far. Can you break down how these new rules impact yourself and kind of other base stealers around the league? Yeah, you know, uh, I was I was skeptical about it at first obviously it plays in my favor being a guy uh that steals bags it's an advantage we've got uh what what is it three or four inches closer tuck somewhere yeah, I think around so. there um and that's huge uh, especially for a guy like myself who has to bring that each and every night uh that's what i contribute to the team um so 
you know, for me, I like it. I don't know if other guys like it, but uh, it's it's an advantage. It's it's an advantage. And then I think the bigger bases, it, it's going to protect guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, guys not getting stepped on, especially with pitchers coming across the field on, you know, a PFP or something. It always scares me with with pitchers putting their foot on the bag. And I think that extra space uh, will will we'll see less injuries hopefully um, for, for guys. So, uh, you know, I know we're adding rules left and right, but we got to hopefully continue um, to make sure they're appropriate for the game and the integrity of the game. I agree. Uh, do you notice like the bases being bigger when you're running down to first? Cause I remember no, I would I, always kind of stutter step before the like old bases when I'd go do PFP. Now I don't feel like I really have to stutter step. I just get there and I, realize again how much bigger this base is yeah and that's good that's uh i'm glad to hear that it's it's less noise for you to think about right for right. you running over there to to cover the bag of you worrying about where you're placing your foot because that's not what you do that's not what you mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like it's you're not a first baseman so uh i know it's a part of your job but if we can limit the the injuries and, and you guys getting stepped on um for for me personally i don't think twice about it it's uh, just a, just another bag to, to step on for me. So no, I don't, I don't think about it. <laughs> I'm curious too, because you, you said that, you know, the routine has changed a little bit, um, but it's not something you put like a ton of thought into, like it hasn't changed your game. You're a base dealer and these things are only helping you, but is there something when you're leading off first, especially because we're learning more about the momentum lead, right? I remember, Mm -hmm. Um, we were talking about it in the Yankees versus angels series, you know, they are a big proponent of that, of, you know, it's one thing when a Lamborghini is set up shop and it's at a stop at a red light. Then there's another thing. If you have a Toyota Prius and it's getting a, it's rolling across there. And then when it hits the line, that Toyota Prius can actually beat the Lamborghini out the gate because it has that momentum. Momentum. I'm curious too, with you as one of the better base dealers using that momentum lead to your advantage with also the new rules, knowing that the guys can't pick you off. Like, do you have a different mindset when you're stealing bases versus the time before the new rules? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. And it's uh, something that, you know, I did in the past against lefties. Uh, I would kind of use my momentum, like a walking, almost kind of like a walking lead. Um, I have, Obviously, Volp, uh, uh, that same series, uh, Volp, right, Tucker? He was the one Volpe, that was yeah, yeah. kind of like He was very good off. at it, just He's like hopping and going. Very good, very good. And I think that that comes from a lot of practice. But at the same time, you're 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 flipping a coin. You're taking a gamble um, because if, if you're, you know, getting your momentum off as, you know, the pitcher picks off, uh, it's kind of a timing play. So for me, I trust my my quick twitch abilities off the line. Um, it's something that I've always done, but again, I'm not opposed to trying the momentum, uh, in, in working with the pitch clock. It's, uh, something that it's, it takes practice like anything and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but I haven't necessarily bought into it yet. Right. I think Shohei took a bag the other day and he got it like timed up perfectly and was safe by like, didn't even get a throw. It was just so blatantly obvious yeah. that he like had it timed up well. But uh, I want to talk about like your swing change a little bit and just like, how did this become a thing? Um, And then what kind of did you, did you do? Like, what was the decision of like, all right, I'm really going to dedicate to this. And then how did you go about your business about it? 
Yeah. So, <laughs> well, failure, failure, first of all, <laughs> um, kind of put me in a position where if I wanted to continue to play this game, right. that uh, we were going to have to make some, some big adjustments. And, you know, last year when I was with Tampa, we were playing uh, y'all. Were you with the Angels last year, Tuck? Yeah, right. I was up there at the deadline. So we came to y'all at like August or something like okay, that. Okay, so check this out. Last May, we came in to play the Angels and I was struggling. I just went like 0 for 9 in Seattle with nine strikeouts. Um, I just was lost. I, I was kind of like, looking at old like old swings trying to imitate what Mm -hmm. i was before but at the same time i just my mechanics were broken down so bad and and i could feel it physically right like when you know you're not at your best but you don't know where the breakdown was is that's kind of uh what was going on with me so we were playing the angels and taylor ward takes andrew kittredge deep on a ball like this far inside and I was like, man, I know this guy's hitting coach. That That is impressive. Like, I want to – I like his swing. So, I uh, – Trent Woodward is from Liberty Hill. Mm-hmm. Pause. My wife and I uh, started building a house last January in Liberty Hill, Texas. Bree's from Liberty Hill. I'm from Florida. We have a house in, in Florida. The agreement was when – uh, we got married when we started thinking about starting a family. We would move to Liberty Hill uh, to be close to her family. So that's kind of some context there. Fast forward through the summer. I don't reach out to Trent Woodward and still continue just to be the worst player in 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 baseball uh, offensively. The defense was keeping me around. The base running was keeping me around. So fast forward to end of July at the deadline, um, your boy gets DFA'd first time in his career. And I was, I was rocked, you know, uh, 12 years in, I was like, man, I got, I gotta, I gotta do something. So I ended up reaching out to Trent. I call him. He doesn't answer. I haven't talked to Trent in years. He's from California. And uh, I text him, hey, is this still Trent Woodward? He calls me back. He's like, man, I thought you were butt dialing me. I know this is long-winded, but I promise it'll be worth it. So I was like, long story short, I'm struggling. Are you like, I I know you you work with Taylor Ward. I see your stuff on social media. Where do you live? Like maybe this offseason I can come and work with you. And he's like, my wife and I live in Liberty Hill, Texas. I'm looking down at the phone and I put it on speaker. My wife's with me. I was like, can you repeat that? And he's like, yeah, my, my, uh, my wife and I, we built a here, a house here a few years ago in Liberty Hill, Texas. And, um, I was like, all right, you're my guy. So Bree thought we were going to be in in Tampa for another off season, but I was like, we're going to come see you. Um, you're, you're my guy this off season. So, I ended up going to Baltimore. I went like two for 17. I get DFA'd again and get sent back down to AAA. First time in three years, I walk into a Jacksonville clubhouse and my ego just gets rocked, right? I've been in the big leagues for a while and I was like, all right, which direction are we going here? We're going to feel sorry Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Are we going to put this work in? And so I end up calling Trent and he's like, essentially, dude, your swing's all wrong. It's all, it's bad. It's all wrong. 
Like we have the information now. And he's like, not only is it wrong, I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. I'm going to help you fix it. And, um, man, I, I tore it up last month of, uh, AAA, um, had, you know, really good last month felt right. super confident with, with the swing. I knew there was a lot to do, but it gave me confidence. So it's the third to last game of the season down there in AAA. It's September 26th. The AAA season ends on 28th. I get a call from my agent before the AAA game. He's like, Philly, uh, congrats like Baltimore they're they're gonna call you back up probably give you a second shot they like how you handled your business yada yada great thanks first pitch I I swing at that night I foul a ball off my shin and I break my shin and so it ended my season <laughs> uh, but you know what it was it was one of those things that I wasn't worried about um, finished the season strong so I went into the off season just put in a lot of work and um you know, I, I don't know if it's if it's going to work yet, but I'm confident in it because uh, it feels like what I remember back just as a kid growing up, my mm -hmm. swing, uh, the natural swing, you know, as over the years, like I said, it's just broken down. But here we are. We're, we're back at it. And uh, yeah, so that's how I, you know, made so there's been a lot of adjustments through that. Um, I'm not, right. I don't want to talk about mechanics just because it's a promise I made to myself. I was all about the mechanical side last year. Like, how can I hold this, do that? Like, mm -hmm. it, and, it, and it wrapped me up mentally. So now it's just one of those things. I need to see results first before I actually talk about what I've done. But again, I feel confident. My mind feels good. I feel, you know, I'm, I'm in a good place. So, yeah. And um, I just have a question, too, because that was a great story kind of of um, perseverance in a way of like knowing that you needed to make changes, making the right changes. And if it weren't for that shin injury, you'd be up killing the ball right now and you still are making a big impact for the Angels. I I've, you know, read up on you because I, I think that you're one of the great personalities that we have in Major League Baseball. And you look up Brett Phillips fun facts or you just look up anything about Brett Phillips. There's all these great stories. So I have plenty of questions with that one. But as as a Yankee fan, so I, I've been a Yankee fan ever since I was born. And I remember watching you on the Rays. It seemed like every single year. And one thing that I didn't need to look up and that I remember was after wins, you and Randy Rosarina would have these dance contests. I'm just curious if you're still doing those with the Angels, and what was the story behind those in general? You know, so when I got traded over to the Rays, um, the there were just some some dudes in the locker room that you know, like Randy, who's he's awesome. He's a great teammate. He loves to have fun, and at, we we played when we clinched in New York against the Mets in that 2020 COVID season. Um, we were out waiting for the bus and we just had like a, the music going, the boys were hanging out and Randy, you know, started dancing. So it kind of turned into a little dance off, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn down a dance off uh, whenever it's presented. And then fast forward to the ALDS against the Yankees Um it was another thing, you know, we were out on the field and just hanging out. There were no fans because it was COVID year. So boys were smoking cigars and dancing and hanging out. And so, you know, we had a dance off, but that's just, uh, it's just who I am, you know, go happy, go lucky. 
Um, I enjoy life, you know, just, uh, there's obviously a level of professionalism. I always tell people there's a line, but at times you got to enjoy yourself. You got to have fun. You know, it's such a small window of opportunity in your life. And I recognize that. So, uh, it's just enjoying it, but also being a professional through that as well. So that made me think of, uh, you know, a lot of movie quotes and just tough guy talk when they say, you know, I don't start the fight, I end it. So you're saying that if there's dance competitions, you're not the one to start one, but you are the one to end it. Hey, you know, whenever, if, if there's, if, if there's a little dancing going on and I get pointed at, watch out, I'm going to give you my best. And you, uh, you talked about the ALDS, uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays, um, moving forward to the ALCS. I remember this you know, very, very clearly you called yourself. And I think it was in post-game pressers from other players as well. You were the keep it simple guy. Could you talk about that story? Oh man. You know, I, uh, I had gotten left off the ALCS roster because we had to play seven in a row, rightfully. So we need an extra arm. And so I was like, I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for myself. I'm a, I'm a find, a, find a way to be a good teammate, you know, bring the energy and uh, so I would just like draw out stupid things on a, on a whiteboard, like sea ball, hit ball, Randy rakes all night, day, year, just having fun, man. It, again, it was a COVID year. There were no fans. It, at that point, it was perspective, right? Like the rest of the world is in lockdown right now. And we are entertaining. We are um, bringing, you know, joy to two people who who are indoors and so um I, that's what i did that's that's just who i am again i uh, don't even think twice about it but yeah it was a keep it simple stupid coach that's you know kiss keep it simple stupid and uh we had some fun we really did it was a good time that's awesome so i think another time you might have had some fun and then not had some fun was uh you're facing your former or i guess your now current teammate uh well you were pitching and he was batting left-handed. Uh, when he walked up to the box, like, what what was going through your head? Um, I know those <laughs> those games are hard to pitch in in general because, like, your team's getting smoked, and you're like, yeah. man, I just need to eat some outs. Just, like, please roll over to the shortstop. That's all I want right now. And he and Anthony Rendon walks up to the plate as left-handed hitter. What was going through I, your mind? I promise you I did not even know it was Anthony Rendon. I promise you. I was just – I had already gotten taken deep by Mike – Shohei had already hit a double by that point uh Reed was throwing a no hitter so I was like man I just need to throw the ball over the plate not get hurt and this let's get out of here and uh so when Tony took me deep I was like man I'm getting beat around a little bit so (laughs) when he touched home plate and I saw his last name I was like that son of a gun just took me deep lefty that was (laughs) That was impressive. It, was, it really was super impressive. Um, I mean, yeah, that's honest. That's God's honest truth. That's how it went. So that's hilarious. That is hilarious. So as a, I've always wanted to ask you this too. So as a pitcher, because you're kind of an outfielder slash pitcher these days, who are your top five position player pitchers that you've ever seen play major league baseball? Oh man. Um, I mean, guys who have ran it up for fun, 
you know, mid, mid nineties. I love that. Just like, Hey, I got this too, you know? Um, and then just guys who have had fun with it, uh, just lobbing it across the plate or doing, you know, cause at the end of the day, we're, it's, it's again, it's 162 games. It's a lot, it's a marathon, you know, games like that are going to happen. It's, it's one of those things, Hey, we keep this light. We come back tomorrow and we lock it back in. So, mm-hmm. um, in Tampa, when I was given that presented the opportunity to go out there and pitch, no one said anything. It was just like, Hey, you're not even expected to be out there anyway. So just don't get hurt. And that's what I did. And so, uh, I think guys who embrace that knowing like, you know, this is just, it happens. I'm going to enjoy it. It's probably some of the most fun I've ever had on the baseball field because there were zero expectations to perform. So just out there having fun. And um, the reason I throw how I do is so I don't take 120 mile per hour rocket from Mike Trout or Shohei Otani to the teeth. Um, It's just throw and keep the glove up. Uh, no, it looks goofy, um, but it's fun. And uh, as a stat nerd, yeah, your ERA might be 16, but your FIP is in the 13s. So you're due for some positive regression, dude. You're kind oh, of you're, you're a positive regression candidate. Dude, that's funny right there. Yeah, you know, I call it the air cutter. Um, it, it wasn't <laughs> cutting that night in Cali, so I just... <laughs> so Didn't have so, the elevation to help it, yeah. It yeah. didn't have the elevation so we'll put you in the top five. Do you have four other names of position players that come to mind? Oh man, honestly, I I I don't. <laughs> who's the, I can, who's the get, guy I can who give does... you a couple. Okay, Betancourt, right, the catcher for the Rays. Christian Betancourt throws. Oh, he pitched. Yeah, he was. He came in and pitched against us last year, and he was throwing like ninety five. And I'm like, no, All he's right. a, no, he pitched. He pitched in the. In the minors, yeah, it but still he still counts. got his primary like position like now. Oh, I guess, but, yeah. like, but still, still he's impressive. coming in off the bench, catching all the time and throwing ninety five past Mike Trout. Like, hey, this is still my job. Yeah, yeah, it's still impressive. It really is. I saw Eaton for the Royals through the other day. He was throwing pretty hard. I did see that. He had what was he ninety four, ninety five with some sink. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was impressive. I'll take some of that, please. Um, who's the guy? Last year, played for the Red Sox. I think he was with Oakland. Lob, um, was that Brock he, Holt? He, Brock Holt. Didn't he throw, like, the slowest pitch ever? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, he threw, like, 30-something miles an hour, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. He would just lob it in there and be, yeah. Also, as a Yankees fan, my team has been struggling, and one of the great box scores that I took a screenshot of was the fact that Isaiah Connor falefa came in in a game where I think they gave up like 12 runs, and he was the only pitcher not to give up a run in that game. So they do matter. And, you know, I tell people, like, baseball is so – like, hitting is so hard as it mm-hmm. is that you could throw BP fastball right down the middle and still get swing and miss from all-stars. You know, it's that's just how tough this game is. So again, um, yeah, it can happen. So we talked about your energy and it shines through during this interview. I'm curious, you've played, you know, with a bunch of different teams at this point, who's been the player that matched your energy the best and who was the most serious teammate you've ever been, uh, been with? Oh man. Um, I mean, for the most part, I've played with a lot of guys who 
are thankful for, you know, being a major league baseball player, they have great perspective and their energy shows it. And most guys that I've played with are those guys. Um, trying to think serious, obviously it's, uh, it's, it's, it's personality. Um, it's a personality thing too. You know, it, you got introverted teammates, extroverted teammates. Um, but I'm going to say a guy who led by example, who was pretty serious, but he was, you know, how he went about his business. Um, you could tell he cared was Alex Gordon. Um, mm. I really, I really respected Alex as a, an outfielder, a guy who was, he, he was, you know, the same guy every day. There was no mixed reviews, but uh, he was, you know, he was serious. He, he, he was there to work and he was there to win and uh, really, really like that. And then for energy wise, oh man, there's a lot through, throughout my, my career. Um, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. There's a lot of them. Where does your energy and passion stem from? Because I assume <laughs> playing baseball throughout your entire life and, I remember you coming up even as a young player, like you still had it, like this isn't a new thing for you. So I'm curious kind of where it began. No, it's just, just like I said, just go happy, go lucky. Yeah. You know, obviously I'm strong in my faith, uh, but I'm getting to play major league. I'm getting to play professional baseball uh, for a living. And I think it's perspective, but at the same time, this is just who I am day in and day out. And uh uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> it's just who I am. I think a lot of people like hide it from like the world a little bit because you like uh, like Taylor Ward and I went to the uh, he was to an elementary school the other day and I like, had to like speak to some kids. It was awesome. And Taylor's a very like quiet to himself person, but has a great personality. Once you like get him to open up, and I think like people are just like a little bit too scared to like show their personality sometimes. For Brett, just loves to be who he is and he's comfortable in his own shoes. And I like, like to see like Taylor the other day be around those kids. Like he really like opened up and it's like, Oh, there he is. Like, it's this incredible human being behind us. And like, we are just baseball players, but at the end of the day, like we are very happy to and blessed to do what we do. So. Amen, dude. Thank you. And yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's perspective. Again, we're getting yeah. to play, we're getting to play a game for a living. I don't see um, any other way. Uh, obviously the stresses and anxieties and failures of this game can knock you down, but it's all about being consistent with who you are uh, on a daily basis. And that's just uh, what I try and do. Going back to your uh, childhood a little bit, I saw this and I just had to ask, could you tell us about the pickup games when you were younger with Macho Man, Randy Savage? Oh yeah. So uh, Randy lived next door. He moved in probably when I was in, seventh sixth seventh grade and uh he loved playing basketball man he was out there every single day shooting hoops and i'd be riding my bike home from school and randy would be out there and he'd, hey maverick he'd call me by my middle name let's, let's shoot some hoops so he'd be out there playing horse and i never won one game he crushed me dude <laughs> and i loved it i just kept going back for some more um he, he was awesome uh, Lynn still left, lives next door to my family, but, uh, I got to wash his, his wife, Lynn's car every Wednesday for $40. He would give me Chrysler 300. So I'd wheel my, my little buggy and cart over with all the, uh, 
all the <laughs> all the cleaning supplies. It was a little supplemental income as a kid. I got one more question for you, Brett. Um, what was your welcome to the big league moment? Oh man, welcome to the probably first first homer uh, in Milwaukee. Matt Garza was pitching a gym back in 2017, and uh, I was down in the uh the tunnel and um kind of just get my swings in i was still new to the national league you know the double switches and mm -hmm. you know the pinch hitting so wasn't really paying attention next thing you know they're yelling my name and i was up to bat <laughs> so i i run from the tunnel straight to on deck and um i'm not on deck but straight to the box and jeremy hellickson's pitching he throws me a curveball for a ball and comes back with a change up and I end up going off the um the railing there for my first homer had like a standing ovation came or a curtain call it was like wow welcome this is this is awesome this is the show uh so that was that was a pretty cool moment that is awesome. awesome um I saw on so I've I've one more question and then a bonus question asked by the people at just baseball because I said I'm interviewing Brett Phillips today one of the most fun players in Major League Baseball who has a question. And we got one question from them and then one question from me. So when you're on Twitter, on social media, in your bio, you said you're a fourth grade spelling bee finalist. <laughs> Is there a story behind that? Yeah, I lost on the word miscellaneous, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> went to, this, I think it was states, uh, state spelling bee championship in fourth grade. and. Um, it was cool. It was a cool experience. They had us all in rooms uh, and they would go around the room and you'd have to stand up just like you see on TV and uh, spell, spell a word and miscellaneous was, I spelled it with one L M I S C E. It's supposed to be L L E. Oh, it is it. M I S C E L L E N A O U S. I spelt it with one L and I was, dude, I was so devastated. I was like, yeah, I wanted to win, right? It's competitive, but uh, it was fun. So I, I put that out there, you know, with my high school diploma, just to let people know, hey, I'm, you know, I was a fourth grade spelling bee finally. So. <laughs> Did you just give it up in the fifth grade? Like, was it over? You were so devastated that you're like, I'm I was, I was done. I was like, I'm gonna stick to baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question from me. Um, it's funny. This this was the question. Why are you a two flap helmet guy? Dude, so obviously I've got thousands of at-bats in the minor leagues with that two-flap helmet on. Comfortable. I get called up to the big leagues. That one flap, it would fall off my head. I don't know if you've noticed, but across the league, just the one flap falls off everyone's head. And I was like, man, if I'm going to be stealing bases and I'm going to be, you know, do it like obviously be, I want to be comfortable – um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be comfortable. So when I went to Tampa, they were just like, do whatever you want. I was like, I'm gonna put the two flap on. So, um, but they changed the minor league helmet. That one is worse now and it comes off. So I grew my hair out and, uh, I had put some extra padding in the big league helmet. So we're, it's, it's staying on as of right now. I'm sure it'll fall off, but, um, I'm not wearing that new minor league helmet, not doing it. Brett, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the yes. arm barn. Good luck the rest of the season. Can't wait to see you swiping more bags and maybe get on the mound.
Who knows? Hey, some, yeah, fellas, hopefully not. Hopefully not, because then my department <laughs> yeah. of the team has failed that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I'm done with I'm done pitching for now. Appreciate you, my man. Nah, appreciate Thanks, you. Yep.